Today, for our focus, for years, activists have worked to draw attention to the West Lake Landfill in Missouri, which is a Superfund site. It encases a radioactive fire that is currently burning underground, if you would believe this. The radioactive burning Superfund site has sat in the middle of St. Louis, a St. Louis, uh, Missouri community for over 45 years, leaving surface level radioactive waste to blow and be subject to all the elements. The Westlake landfill is experiencing an active fire deep underground, a heat producing reaction occurring deep within the landfill. It causes waste to decompose at an accelerated rate, producing excess gas and liquid and the results in a pungent odor byproduct of this gas and liquid. Now, all of this sits on the floodplain of the Missouri River, where radioactive contaminants are spreading to other neighboring communities along the river. The EPA classified this as a Superfund uh, site um, and put it on the national priority list in uh, 1992. That was 30 years ago. But what has happened uh, since then? Uh, let us welcome our guest, uh, Dawn uh, Chapman, a resident who lives near the landfill. And uh, Dawn runs the nonprofit organization Just Moms STL, which is for uh, St. Louis, working in tandem with her co-founder, Karen Nickel. Just Moms is an advocacy group formed with the goal of raising awareness and community engagement regarding the West Lake Landfill Superfund site. Uh, she lives mere miles from the landfill and became uh, engaged in this effort in 2013 after she contacted the Missouri Department of Natural Resources regarding the horrible smell. Um, and that call led Dawn, she says, on an unlikely journey from housewife and mother of three to becoming a campaigner and a repository of knowledge and history about uh, this site. Dawn Chapman, we're so happy that you're able to join us. Okay, so Dawn, I, I hope the that little summary I gave was pretty accurate as to the, the situation, but I imagine it must be so debilitating to, first of all, live with a, a constant horrible smell, uh, but also knowing the health impacts on your children, on your community of this Superfund site. And tell us a bit about that, because you've been campaigning uh, to get this cleaned up. Why? What have been the impacts that you know of? So I will just tell you, too, um, I think it's important to point out that I am a white female. And as difficult as this has been for, um, you know, my coworker and I, my neighbor and I do this, I think it's important for the audience to understand that if you are a black or a Latino individual and you are fighting Fighting this fight, it's 20 times harder, at least, if not 50. You know, the ability for us to um, walk out of our house and smell the contamination makes it um, makes it easier to identify because so many communities, as you pointed out, you know, a, a fourth of every Black and Latino individual in the United States lives next to one of these hazardous sites and doesn't know it, and is probably sick from these sites and doesn't know it. With us in our community, we can smell it. So we know it's there. We didn't when we moved in because the odors didn't arrive until the fire arrived in 2010, right around that time. So, um, you know, once we realized 
what we were living next to, um, it didn't take long for all of us to start talking and noticing the health issues. You know, our community is plagued with rare cancers. We have um, a 300% increase in childhood brain cancer. We have um, autoimmune diseases on, on multiple on every street. You know, we have um, rare um, spinal cord issues. You know, it, it everything started to make sense when we learned about this site and learned how long we were allowed to live next to it without knowing. It's just an outrage. And, you know, Dawn, for, for many, many years, um, I lived in El Sereno in East Los Angeles. And there was definitely times where you could smell also in, in the water. And we knew that there were there were a lot of factories uh, creating cancer causing, you know, they put up a little sign saying, well, this could cause cancer, but excuse me, you're literally living there. And I notice a lot of the children, um, you know, with my daughter growing up, were suffering from respiratory um, issues. And I have respiratory issues now as a result. So you're absolutely right. Those of us who are black, brown, indigenous living in these types of environments. And Dawn, also, you know, a lot of these sites are not exactly in very wealthy uh, communities. And, you know, there's That's a right. saying that when uh, white people catch a cold, black people get pneumonia, you know, so even, you know, we, we know that there is that kind of impact. But uh, tell us what you are demanding right now. What is it that you want the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, to do? Because some funding, uh, um, I understand, is available from this infrastructure um, bill, uh, President Biden's infrastructure bill. So what are you demanding? So, I mean, we're demanding that a cleanup begin immediately. We have a plan at our site, and I'll tell you, and this is going to make you furious, our site doesn't even need any of that infrastructure money because the government, the Department of Energy, created the radioactive waste that sits at our site. So there is actually an account out there with $750 million that they have had sitting in it since 2006 to clean our site. Our site is estimated to only cost a third of that amount. So they could start tomorrow and have money left over to put towards other sites in Ferguson, in Blackjack, all throughout North County, which is a predominantly black and brown community. And it, I'm furious right now with the Biden administration, I'll be very honest, because it sounds like a lot of money, right, to put towards these other sites and the communities. And I'm glad that they're focusing on environmental justice. But what that means is it's not just about going in there and cleaning up those sites. It's about going in there and fixing the reason why those sites were allowed to pop up in those communities in the first place. I mean, we have to look at that. Why is it that a fourth of black and brown people living in the United States live next to a hazardous site? It's just there are reasons why polluters choose to target these communities, and that has to stop. Absolutely. And for people, um, Dawn, who want to support um, your efforts of Just Moms uh, STL and, and the work you're doing in, in St. Louis, I mean, your analysis is just spot on, by the way. We also want to thank the Global Justice Ecology Project. We partner with them for our weekly Earth Minute and our weekly Earth Watch. So um, we, we are basically 
out of time, uh, Dawn. This is such an important um, work that you're doing very close to my heart here, to my lungs <laughs> in particular. But what can people do if they want to be in touch with you and find out more about your work and to support your work? Uh, Dawn Chapman. Facebook at Just Moms STL. You can also find us on online. We have a website at, at JustMomsSTL.com. And if you or anybody are listening that live next to a contaminated site, please reach out to us because we're not just concerned about our situation. We're concerned about yours as well. And we'd like to see if we can help you. And um, I think it's going to take an army to tackle this. And I think that all the people living next to these contaminated sites need to come together and and really put pressure on the administration. Right. Well, I'll be in touch with you because my community needs help, <laughs> Dawn. So thank you so very much uh, for your work, and thank you for joining us. Take good thank care. Thank you now. so much. All right.